Oh, you totally have to do the intro by that. <clears throat> Are you ready? <laughs> Get it out of your system. Are you ready? Three, two. All right, on the line we have uh, Kyle from Scotian Adventure and Mountain Biking Channel. Uh, he's got a channel on YouTube and Instagram, and he does some pretty cool stuff. Kyle, how's it going? Good, thanks for having me on. How are you guys doing? Yeah, we're all good. We're doing great. great. For a Saturday evening. We have lots of trail snacks, so we're, you know, we're sampling <laughs> the snacks in preparation for trails. So, you know, glad you could uh, join us on this Saturday evening. It's snowing oh, like crazy. Yeah? What's he mm. doing down in Nova Scotia? Uh, no, today we are right around one degree, and it's been sunny all day. Oh, nice. sweet. You could totally get out on bike right now down there. <laughs> Do you guys even have snow? Uh, it's taken a big hit. We do have a bit left, but it took a big hit the last couple of days. Damn, I wish oh, we could travel down there. <laughs> that pump track at Shuby looks so good. Oh, right? So, Kyle, do you want to tell us a little bit about yourself? Yeah, absolutely. Uh, so my name is Kyle. I run the uh, Social Adventure Mountain Biking YouTube channel. Uh, I live just outside of Halifax here in Nova Scotia. Um, I've been into mountain biking for the better part of my life. Um, into it a bit more seriously over the last couple of years. Um, recently, a single father of two little girls that I co-parent with uh, their mother. And uh only recently have I brought it to light on social media and YouTube that I'm a first responder. I'm a police officer in the area, and uh, I use mountain biking and video editing and creativity as an outlet to um, deal with my PTSD diagnosis. That's uh, more or less me in a nutshell. Awesome. <laughs> we were just about to both say awesome. <laughs> so come on then, tell us some of the trails that you've you've ridden in Nova Scotia. Uh, so in Nova Scotia, um, I was very fortunate this summer to get a chance to travel a little bit through the province to go ride. Um, my local trail would be Macintosh Run, or what it used to be known as Fight Trail, and all the granite slabs in Halifax by the water. Uh, that's a fantastic system that we have here that uh, all the volunteers and the paid staff have done wonderful work with us continually just getting better constantly. Yeah, they've done uh, a lot of work to that this summer. Oh my gosh, yeah. They, uh, there's, even I only just found out maybe last week there's two new trails in there that opened up recently that I'm very excited to get onto after the spring thaw. Yeah, they've got paid, they had paid employees this summer, did they not? Yeah, they did. Just to do trail work. Yeah, yeah exactly. Very cool. That's, that's what what you rode last year, right? Yeah, I was on it. It is very, very unique. Wes oh, likes to, ever. Oh, yeah. Wes likes to rub it in because he yeah. gets to <laughs> ride some of the awesome trails down there and we didn't get there yeah. last year, did we? No, you didn't. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, it's really nice. I like what they've got going on there with the, uh, the hired employees and dedicated trail work. You can really see the growth big time. Oh, definitely. It, it's wonderful. It, the city really needs it. I agree. I was surprised that 
mountain biking wasn't as big for the size of the city compared to some of the smaller places in the Maritimes. Like, yeah. There's a lot of trail systems, but I also learned that uh, some of them don't really like mountain bikers, even though they're listed as mountain bike trails. Yeah, that's, yeah, I'm not sure what's going on with a lot of that. I tend, if I'm staying local, like within the HRM, I tend to stick to just a handful of spots now that yeah. I know are friendly to mountain bikers. Yeah. So what are you riding for bikes? Uh, my main trail bike is a 2015 uh, Trek Fuel EX8 that I've uh, upgraded over the last couple of years here to sort of bring it into line with uh, a lot of the current spec trail bikes that you'll find on the showroom floor. Nice. And, uh, and then uh, in the winter time, I almost exclusively ride uh, my Rocky Mountain Blizzard that I bought uh, in 2020 or 2019. And uh, that, that thing is, that's a whole other beast. That, those are awesome this time of year. What you can actually see is when you told the boys the bikes that you ride, you got the seal of approval and the nod mm. of, yes, yeah. Yeah. You, you, you know, I've just got to give you that kind of visual. Well, it's the most important part. <laughs> yeah, he's on a track, you know. Okay, he's good. as soon as he's you said people. track, Darren was like, we like track. Yeah, yeah, yeah that's it. Yeah, I'm a bit of a fanboy. That was, that was the first track that I had ever bought, and uh, I don't see myself switching brands anytime soon. Yeah, no, I, I always wanted a track from years ago when I used to ride, and then. I picked up a 2018 Remedy. Never look back. It's amazing. <laughs> See, now I yeah. can imagine he's doing the same seal of approval nod at the other end of the phone. Right. Oh, yeah. 100%. For sure. <laughs> so what are some of the other trails in the area? Uh, so, uh, especially this time of year, uh, typically Spider Lake uh, in Waverly, Dartmouth area, there gets a lot of use. Yeah. Um, a lot of the locals of the area, they'll pack it down real good with snowshoes and white sets. It's it's world class. Like it's it's just like riding like a groovy trail in uh, Victoria Park or any of those places where they're grooming in the winter for fat bikes. It's, it's awesome this time of year. Nice. We really need these uh travel restrictions lifting. So <laughs> Well we're supposed to go yellow March seventh, I think. So yeah. maybe that'll start to open up the the bubble. Here's <laughs> open. Here's open. So, Kyle, I know you said uh, you have a diagnosis of PTSD, um, specifically during this whole pandemic and COVID. And uh, I want to understand how mountain biking, outdoor stuff, kind of helps you as a as an outlet for that. It has been instrumental in my recovery and my just everyday well being. Um, it was. It was instrumental before COVID as well. Um, but to the point where when the lockdowns took effect back, um, for us, it was April, mid-April of last year. Um, being able to get out and I'm fortunate where I live, uh, just outside the city where I have a lot of old logging and industry roads uh, and where the government really didn't want us traveling to trailheads and everything. Um, I could jump on a fat bike and a trail bike and I could just go for miles and miles and miles without seeing anybody or without having anybody around, just being out in nature and being able to just ground myself and reflect the, who I really am. It was, it was instrumental in allowing me to continue my recovery without the ability to go to uh, like structured uh, therapy sessions or anything like that. So that biking truly does wonders for the soul and for someone battling 
uh, the nonsense in their head fairly regularly and allows that outlet and that release of pent-up energy and anxiety to the point where you feel normal again for a while. So it's, it's been, I've probably said it four or five times, but it's just been instrumental. It's been like the key in my recovery. That's awesome. That is awesome, especially now during COVID where people are kind of crammed up and, you know, not necessarily people who already had PTSD, but people who aren't used to being kind of locked down, restricted in such ways, using mountain biking outdoors, that kind of thing as a as an outlet for it. Just, it's, it's incredible. Definitely noticed a big uprise in the amount of people outside and hiking, biking, and just getting, getting outdoors. Yeah. Oh, absolutely. I, I've never seen this many people like parking trailheads right the day before the real harsh lockdown hit last year at the McIntosh Run trailhead. It was just littered. Like you couldn't park within half a kilometer of the trailhead. It was just packed. But that's good, right? Because it's, it's, oh, yeah. it's allowing our um, provinces to see this as another... I don't want to say economic means. It's a revenue stream is yeah. what it is, right? It's right? your people travel to go mountain bike, to go hike. Yeah. 100%. And like, it's places like Truro that have figured that out big time with their with their mountain bike park, with Victoria Park and the rail yard. Yeah. They've figured that formula out where they, to me, it, it feels like they've realized that if they can bring the people in and like most of us mountain bikers will travel to ride a good trail, they're going to have so much spin-off from that where like i don't know about everyone else but like when i go stay to victoria park or to kepik i'm stopping to eat i'm probably buying supplies at the local shop like there's businesses that are benefiting from all of us traveling to these places so when the towns start figuring that out and realizing hey there's real business to be had here it benefits all of us i agree yeah so you told us that you had traveled. So your your um, employment is like you travel. So can you tell us about some of the other trail networks that you may have sampled and what you enjoyed about them? Yeah, absolutely. So uh, most recently, um, I was living in uh, Newfoundland. And nice. I was living there. Yeah, it was great. I was living there from 2014 to 2018, uh, right in the heart of Grosbourne National Park. Oh, and uh, yeah, <laughs> you got and, our attention. Oh, I'm jealous. <laughs> <laughs> Lori and I are big national park junkies. Oh yeah, nice. I got there a little early for the mountain biking craze to hit. Um, I got there just as they were starting to get funding for the trails, and as it was starting to become one of their priorities. Uh, but luckily, I I got in pretty good with a lot of the biologists and a lot of the employees there who had within so like within the enclave in the park that was not technically like park boundaries. They had built a really awesome little trail network on one of the uh, mountainsides. So I got to ride like a really, really awesome locals only trail there in northern Newfoundland. And that was just spectacular. So you get the coastal views and then you get over down into down into the tough morn into all the trees and stuff. It was just it was an experience that I never really had anywhere else. Sounds like a good time. Oh, yeah. <laughs> Newfoundland is so beautiful. I don't think Sounds I've like ever, a road trip. <laughs> I don't think anyone, I've ever spoken to anyone that's been to Newfoundland that said, oh my God, it was shit. I'm never going again. <laughs> Let's yeah. be honest. Between oh, exactly. George Street, the trails, did I mention George Street? Um, <laughs> like, what, <laughs> what else do you need? <laughs> I've never been. Oh, exactly. And oh. the people are super friendly. Oh my gosh. 
that is one thing I miss the most about living there. The people were so welcoming and so friendly. It's just, it's a whole different world over there. He needs to come to New Brunswick because we're kind of nice here as well, you know. <laughs> I did, Some of us are. I did, Some of us. <laughs> I did go to school in New Brunswick for about a year, but uh, it was, I was focused on college and so I didn't really get a lot of riding in. But that was back like early 2000s. Okay, where did you go to school? I went to Olin's College in Moncton. That's where our daughter is. <laughs> <laughs> Small world. Yeah. So, you uh, mentioned earlier you have two daughters. Have you gotten them into mountain biking yet? I mean, well, your three-year-old might be a little bit young, but... <laughs> they are hooked. Um, my youngest is on a balanced bike. Mm. And uh, every chance she gets, Daddy, get the bike. Daddy, get the bike. Aww. So, she's... It's constantly on the front deck right now where we have a, we have a decent bit of snow and ice still in our yard, but uh, she's ripping across the deck on her balance bike, so she's enjoying that. Uh, my oldest, I started getting her into it early, and actually we had to size up her bike last year. So she's running uh, a new Norco Storm uh, in 24-inch wheels, and she was so excited to have disc brakes and a shock, or a, a suspension fork, rather. Nice. But yeah, she, she, nice. yeah, she, uh, she hit her first legitimate like single track trails uh, this past summer. We went camping uh, to Wamadin and we went down to Kentville and to Wolfville uh, two of the days there. She went through all the skills parts and uh, started doing like small, like six inch drops and started doing the bird sanctuary single track in Kentville. So she's. The trails at Kentville are pretty good. I enjoy those. Yeah. They are fun, and so yeah, I think I've got her hooked. I think she's good to go. They've got a really nice little skills park at the gorge there. <laughs> Didn't make it to the gorge that trip, unfortunately. We ended up doing the skills park at uh, Reservoir Park in Wolf. Okay, so. yeah, I haven't been to that one. Went to the gorge and rode there. It's very nice. <laughs> That's on my list this year of places yeah. to travel to. Yeah. So with you mentioning this year, I know we've we totally snooped your YouTube channel. <laughs> uh, boys weigh more than the girls because you know biking videos we're not as you're not hardcore we're not hardcore <laughs> I like that he gets the bike and the pack and he goes out and he gets the jet boil going brews up oh yeah oh yeah that's the way to yeah, do it yeah camp coffee <laughs> tell um, us about your YouTube channel yeah so um, yeah recently I decided to make a change on the content that I was putting out um, so the channel was rebranded as Scotia Adventure Mountain Biking and that was more because the type of riding that I'm doing is leaning more towards uh, not necessarily bike packing, but it's getting into that more and trying to learn some other new skills along with progressing my single track skills. So now I'm more focused on the outdoors aspect of riding. So in one of the more recent videos I did, um, two weeks ago it's just simply like getting lost in the woods finding a nice place to set up camp and just reconnect with nature reconnect with yourself and just ground yourself and find out i can totally relate <laughs> yeah I, so I, I wanted to use the opportunity where i felt like the the old name of the channel which was cycle dad sort of pigeonholed me with the whole dad thing and it was more expected that it was to be like family related mm. stuff so I, I wanted to broaden the scope a little bit and make it more inviting to a larger audience um 
So, like, yeah, that's sort of the goal with that right now is just broaden the audience, bring more attention to what is available, uh, specifically in Nova Scotia, but in a, in a broader uh, sort of scope with all of the Maritimes. In recent years, like, I'm sure we've all noticed that there's been a huge uptick in the amount of people taking up mountain biking, traveling, go riding, new trail systems popping up, like organized trail systems, machine-built trails. Mm. All that stuff is finally starting to reach the East Coast. Yeah. And I wanted to jump in on the ground level and really put it out there that, hey, like, we have some seriously, in my eyes, world-class riding here. Like, you need to come check this out, obviously, when we're able to travel again. But some of the stuff we have here is, in my eyes, world-class, but candy beat. Well, and I think in, was it the first or the second podcast we did, we talked about how there is such varying um, types of trails that, that, you know, you're not going to each trail system and saying, okay, well, this is just like the last one. Every single one of them has got something different or something unique. You know, you talked. Very, very diverse amount of trails, exactly. like trail systems. Like yeah. Riding on pure exactly. granite to riding on the moon and Minto. Like, it's just... <laughs> Yes. unbelievably different and unique yeah. and, and all within a couple of hours drive right exactly and that's got to be such a selling point to this region is that like you're never if you're coming here for a trip to the Roddy specifically it's not likely you're going to ride the same kind of stuff twice you're going to be it's going to be new each time yeah 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 the maritimes has got a really diverse landscape whereas traveling out west a lot of it can be really it's a lot of the same everywhere you go, just a different place. But yeah. the Maritimes, geez, you can see so much different, unique terrain within a short drive. I think. This, oh, absolutely. That's probably probably one of the biggest selling points here. Is you'll you'll never get bored. That's for sure. That's exactly, it. and that's why I'm really looking forward to traveling a bit more uh, this season. Yeah. Like last year, I finally got to go check out Kepik and some of the downhill specific trails and now now i'm hooked like i want to go sugarloaf i want to go everywhere <laughs> that sounds very familiar <laughs> lauren lauren and i are fairly new to mountain biking i've been biking i think three years this summer will be my fourth and we got to go with darren they're long darren and becky are long time lifetime mountain bikers and they drug us up to sugarloaf and holy shite <laughs> that was a good time <laughs> once you go to list lift service yeah it's yeah uh, it's very different yeah when you want to go to sugarloaf just uh let us know and we'll we'll go give you a tour we've been going there oh. for seven or eight years now yeah usually we go do the build weekends help out on the trails up there when they got maintenance going on and stuff like that but last last year it was it just didn't exist so mm. Sounds yeah. like we have very similar camping, and outdoors, and biking, and travel, and that's pretty much the same thing we like to do. That's yeah, pretty yeah, much exactly. what we did all summer. <laughs> that's all we did. Literally every weekend. Yeah. <laughs> Last year, I had no driver in the house. Yeah. Um, so the kids were begging and pleading, and my neighbors were taking the kids to work, the, the older girls, because we just weren't home pretty much every weekend. I don't think. How many weekends did we miss? Maybe a couple? Maybe one, one or two, if that. Yeah. yeah, it was it was fun, and it sounds like that's kind of like what you're into. If you travel, to, are you looking to stay overnight and camp, or just yeah, day absolutely. trips? Or? No, if I'm gonna uh, like the plan is to be able to get to New Brunswick finally this year. Yeah, um, I want to plan out a route so I can hit as many as I possibly can in a weekend. Yeah, uh, so that would involve 
for me, that would involve camping and, and you know, up a pretty early riser for that kind of stuff and riding all day. Yeah. We can definitely put you on to some good places and a good route. <laughs> well, and check out the Mountain Bike Atlantic yeah. as well because they do have the, um, on their web pages, they have the, oh gosh. It's, it's like, like a travel guide. It's like a travel, yeah, thank you. See, yeah. what would I do without you two? Um, and basically, you can map it out with their website. Yeah, that's, and that's actually something I'm interested in doing this summer. Is like I've, I, I've by no means hit everything in Nova Scotia, but I, I want to. I, I've seen too many good things and heard too many good things about the trails in New Brunswick. I, I have to get over there. I think we almost know somebody from almost every trail system, right? <laughs> so. Like we said in the last episode, local knowledge to any trail system is absolutely critical, especially oh, if you're going 100%. to Rockwood. Oh, yeah. Oh, yeah. With with every trail, like, you have to meet up with someone who knows those trails, has built those trails, who, who you know, lives and breathes it, because they can tell you the best way around. Got to know the flow. If you don't know the flow, you're going against it, and you just, yeah. it's aggravating. <laughs> Speaking from experience. Speaking (laughs) of flow, I have ridden at Macintosh Run. That place needs to be ridden a certain way, I find. It does. It really, really does. I was fortunate the very first time I rode there after moving home. I bumped into a couple of locals at the trailhead who invited me to tag along to show me the flowiest route that they knew. And it's critical, especially Macintosh Run. Yeah. You start going away that that doesn't flow, you're not going to have a good time. Yeah, I learned that the hard way. (laughs) I was like, who can bike this? (laughs) And it's like, dude, you are going backwards. Ah, yeah. Makes sense. So, same thing. I ran into some locals and I was able to follow them and see how it, it actually does flow quite nicely if you go the right way. It does, especially the new stuff that they've built that connects to the Norwarn system on the opposite side. All, all the new stuff stuck and running that area in the back yep. along flat. Like it's just, it's incredible. It is. I've I've done that run, and yeah, you're right. It is so so unique. But I think oh, that, definitely. and I think that kind of brings it back is that they need to have whether it's they're using MTB Atlantic or whether they're creating their own social media presence, they need to have something so that you can reach out. Like we, you know, when we was going to Miramichi, we reached out to their, their Facebook page and said, okay, we, what do we do? Where do we yeah. go? How do we go? And that's how we met Paul. Yeah. Um, so I think, you know, we some of these, some of these groups that don't necessarily have that, you know, we're, we're telling you now, Get yourself sorted on social media so that it is easier for people to be able to, you know, understand the way your trails are. Absolutely. And what I've been telling anyone who reaches out and asks about the trails around here, I always tell them the same thing. That's <clears throat> to go onto the ECMCB forums and reach out to one of the um, ride leaders on there. Yeah. They know the trail systems here front to back and they can, they're excellent guys. I've, I've, I've relied on them many times. Super friendly bunch too. Absolutely. I ran and that's actually who some of the guys I ran into were and I'm like, Look, if you can handle an old chubby dude following you and they didn't care. They were they were just ride along and take me and I think I'd that's because they're mountain bikers. One hundred percent. Yeah, but we are totally nice. They're on a totally other level than I am on. <laughs> <laughs> like But we said this before, level doesn't matter when you're on a group ride. Yeah. Exactly. It doesn't matter. And just that's the, thing, the fun to to run into some guys down there, and it's like, oh man, these guys are like 
built like friggin' mountain goats on bikes and it's like they didn't even care and yeah yeah really good bunch of people so 2021 kyle what does it look like for you what so 2021 for me is all about more exploring more adventuring i uh i plan on visiting as many trails as i possibly can and documenting as much as i can uh in the process more camping uh more backwoods and wild camping for me um i recently came into or purchased a new kit for for camping for biking for bike packing that right. kind of stuff there's gonna be a lot of that this summer i'm hopeful of anyway um i want to get back out on the water um i have a paddle board that sat dormant all last year that i didn't use um i'm hoping to get out a little more find some more sort of unexplored areas and set up camp uh, some more remote areas and hold in a few more skills <clears throat> excuse me been working on um doing some bushcrafting stuff, learning firecraft, those kinds of things, looking to expand some horizons and just kind of bring it all together in one little package on the channel. So in your travels, like you say you'd like to get to New Brunswick, if, when you, if and when you do, are you planning on like videoing your rides and your, are you planning on videoing your, your trips basically here or is that where you're going to come and just leave that all behind or? No, I um, I take uh, whenever I go anywhere, I take the gear typically. Um, so the way I did things before is I kind of did it by the seat of my pants and don't have a plan. Just <laughs> took my gear, and if I decided to film something, then I film something. Is there any other uh, way to run things? <laughs> well, <laughs> and that and that's what uh, that's what's changed with this whole uh, rebrand is that um, I keep my book with me now. I anytime I get an idea, I write it down really quick, and then when I have time in the evening, if my kids are in bed or if they're with their mom. I take the time to flesh out that idea, really focus on what story I want to tell, how I want to tell it, what kind of camera angles I want, what kind, what I want to say, like I'll script some things now and really focus on the story of it all. So when I do finally get to make the trip into New Brunswick, I'm not 100% sure if it's going to be one big road trip video or if I'm going to break it down into different locations for each and make each video separate. But I, I do feel that I'll be documenting the trip into New Brunswick for sure. Oh, that's cool. Do you find you need a break from the filming, or does it ever get yeah. tiresome and you're like, okay, I'm just going to go out for a ride and just... Not oh, absolutely. Ride. Yeah. Absolutely. I'd say it's about 50-50 right now, honestly. Uh, rides I take my gear on and rides that I don't. Yeah. Makes sense. It's, uh, it gets exhausting. Like I, I've taken a couple breaks here and there months at a time. Um, if there's something drastically changing in my home life or whatever it takes a backseat obviously but um I, I do enjoy i do enjoy the creative process and trying to learn new things and uh learning new angles new editing techniques fiddling around some technology uh learning how to use it properly and, and just trying to make the best final product that i can yeah i see that in your videos that they're not just throw a camera on and go record and then throw it on youtube they're all thought out plan lots of angles and really good video i noticed that i appreciate that thank you it looks good no it looks great i uh i enjoyed the content i think when you do your road trip break it up do like a couple of trail systems per video or something and keep us on the edge of the seats i like to watch i, I watched uh bcpov videos earlier today while i was on the indoor trainer and 
just as he bounced from uh, as he bounced from Bromont to Mont Saint Anne and Sugarloaf. Yeah. So I I enjoy that. It keeps people coming back, right? So exactly. Where did the idea come for your YouTube channel? Just video and rides, and just outdoor stuff in general. Yeah. Um, so when I was living in Newfoundland, that's when I bought my fuel and. Um, I should back that up. We, we were living in Nova Scotia. I was on uh, parental leave after my second daughter was born, and I picked up this fuel. And when I went back to Newfoundland to go back to work, um, that's when I decided to pick up the GoPro. And just I just started filming rides and stuff. It was never put up in anyway. It was just footage for me to just watch and to see what I could do differently and see how I could improve my skills at that time. Yeah. When I started, that's like, that was 2017, 2018, when I really got back into riding. And uh, I started seeing YouTube videos that, like BKXE and Death, and I was seeing those videos. I thought, so you're, really you watch cool. all the YouTubers as well. <laughs> I, I, yeah, and I haven't been able to consume nearly as much lately, but I do, when I get a chance to, to watch one, I do watch yeah. them. It, it's, it's interesting. It, it's, very, it's very interesting the way that media has shifted towards yeah. this online platform of, on demand and find that niche you like and, and you can watch whatever you want. Yeah. I thought, well, geez, I, I don't see a lot of that around Atlantic Canada at all. Now, there are some here and there and I watch a lot of them. But I was like, well, I'm sure that I could contribute to this in a positive manner somehow. And the last almost three, maybe three years, uh, the, end of, the end of the summer coming that I've been putting stuff up and I feel like over those years, I've sort of, I've developed some of the skills I need and, and, and found a bit of my niche now where I can hope to affect uh, positive, positive or put positivity out there towards the sport here in Atlanta, Canada, and sort of bring some more attention to it, I hope. That would be great. Yeah, I agree. I think I watch a lot of the YouTube videos and I find the ones that, people take more time into you kind of get to know the people and next thing you know you're not just watching a mountain biking video you're you get caught up almost in their lifestyle and what they're doing it's like and you you just start watching their videos because of it you get i don't know you get used to, attracted to the character maybe i don't know habituated whatever. it's like yeah that's exactly it. you get attached to the character yeah it's like watch it's like watching a tv show it's like a series yeah. so you no, start it's watching like these watching <laughs> yeah i don't watch outlander <laughs> Only that's exactly it. it. <laughs> but that's the thing, and I think, and watching your videos, it kind of seems like that's what you're, it's looking like it could happen. You're getting some people that are just going to get caught up in the character or the show, and it's like, okay, what's he doing next week and the week after that? And that's how. Yeah, and that's, really that's the route I'm trying to go, is just try to build that relationship with the audience yeah. to the point where it's, it becomes sort of more of a, a loyalty kind of thing where people are like, yeah. hey, you know, what, what's going on here? What's he up to? Not just a hammer out a chess video of a mountain bike single track and post it deal. It's more of an in-depth channel. Exactly. That's what I'm going for. Now, now don't get me wrong. It started as just shaky POV on a GoPro 5 <laughs> uh, back three years ago. But over the last, I'd say over the last year, I've really taken focus on, okay, what am I doing? Why am I doing it? How can I present it in the best way possible? Yeah. It's a good plan. Well, yeah. 
That's awesome. Uh, we look at, look forward to uh, seeing content going up on there. I'm looking forward to spring and all the snow melts. And uh, I think we've got a little bit more than you have down there. So. Oh, I would say it's a pretty safe bet. Yeah. Yeah, Let's get some of these on. restrictions lifted and we can go Shuby and play on the pump track. Yeah, that that place is awesome. Oh, man, was, that video. It was such a surprise. <laughs> How did that come about? Like, who's taking charge of mountain biking in Halifax, HRM, and the area? So, uh, uh, Mountain Bike Halifax uh, and a few other organizations have been spearheading a lot of the, the uh, trail uh, trail work stuff. Yeah, and we've got a few of the regional councillors on our side. So my understanding should be pump track, and I'm sure someone in the area can correct me if I'm wrong. Um, that it was put forward um, through one of the councillors, and it was kept really hush hush until Shoreline started putting in the gravel, and okay. all of a sudden the forums lit up. So like, what is going on here? What's happening at Shuby? And uh, I believe it was. One of the, it was probably Adam Shore that came on the board and said, hey, you know, we're keeping this quiet. We need to get it asphalted, so just wait. It's going to be awesome. We don't want to advertise. We don't want to hard work ruin. And then all of a sudden, this one day, there's an asphalt pump track. Shitty Park just kind of appeared out of nowhere. Jeez. You got to love it. Sounds oh, it like things are, Sounds like things are really, really rolling in Halifax. Shoot things are park. starting to go the right direction. Is Shoopy Park the place that That's the girls where we rented the, well, they had the paddle boards and it's like yeah. all the little canals and stuff that mm -hmm. they paddle board. Oh, that place is super cool. Yeah. Yeah. That's where the, yeah, the, the canal and the shooby locks and all, and the storage sites all through there. Very cool. Definitely on our list for uh, a trip as soon as we can make it. Yes. Anything else yeah. you care to add that we've uh, left out? I don't think so. I think we've, I think we've covered a lot of what, what that is the area here has to offer and then what i'm trying to put out there sounds good do you want to do you want to just take a few seconds and give us an open plug on your youtube channel yeah give us a plug and... yeah for sure so for anyone out there um looking for some adventure content for for um, sort of just really and it sounds cheesy just wholesome like real down earth uh, mountain bike everyday regular guy mountain biking uh, exploring adventuring uh, go to YouTube and search uh, social adventure mountain biking uh, click subscribe it would be fantastic I really my goal was to have 1,000 by the end of the year and many people out there know that the 1,000 subscriber mark is one of the benchmarks you need to have to get monetization yeah. I'm not looking to get there to monetize the channel I'm looking to get there to get the YouTube algorithms to notice me more and push it out to more people and get the knowledge out there about the area. Are you on other social media platforms as well? Yeah, so if you search, uh, my Instagram is the Scotian Adventure MTB. And uh, if you search uh, Scotian Adventure and I'm biking on Facebook, the page will also pop up. Cool. Well, we won't keep you on this fine Saturday evening. If, does anyone else have anything else to add or? No, we're okay. no. Just thank you for spending your evening with us. It's oh, it's my pleasure. We'll definitely... And we're so, we're totally 
creeping you on Facebook now. And, and <laughs> yeah, we already did it. that. Hey, perfect. Hey, <laughs> get out of the cowboys. When I say we, it's those two, the girls, because Darren and I, we did our homework. We've watched your videos. We've checked your Instagram. Okay, we don't, we don't get the same excitement about watching people ride bikes. We want to ride our bikes. Hey, if you watch this channel, watch you know that's not, what he just, that's not what I he just does. I just followed him. Oh, we're following there you. you. Him. <laughs> Make sure you hit that YouTube and subscribe. I think I know him. Ring, yeah, the, ring, the, ring that bell. Get notifications. Exactly. <laughs> or however it goes. <laughs> like, subscribe, share, and ring that bell. <laughs> yes. Um, I'm, su I'm super excited for uh, next week's video. I skipped this week because it just was not what I wanted it to be. Yep. Uh, so when I get this one all sorted out, this sort of branches off into... The other stuff I'm trying to bring into it, I'm really excited to share that with everyone. And just, it's very, very unique, and it's not something that you see a lot of. Very cool. Well, if you yeah. plan on a trip to New Brunswick this summer, hit us up. We are always on the move, hitting trails. I will. We can definitely put you on a solid route to trail systems to hit. 100%. I would love to do that. And, and basically, if you've listened to the podcast, then that is just what the four of us are like. 24/7. Yeah, we don't with change a few for more anything. f bombs. <laughs> yeah. We don't change for anything. <laughs> awesome. All right, on Genuine. man. Good talking awesome. to you. Well, thanks for having me. I really appreciate it. Thank you so much. Have a good night. Come ride at the Beckagwemic Trails. Follow us on social media, Beckagwemic Trail Association, to learn more and keep up to date with new developments. Thank you to our sponsors. Craig Manufacturing, H.J. Crab and Sons, Rogers and Associates, Dan Ross. See you on the trails. It was great to learn a different perspective, though, and hear it from somebody else who is using mountain biking as a coping mechanism for his PTSD. I agree. I see a lot of people use not just even mountain biking, but the outdoors in general this year. Well, as even therapy. Exactly. I mean, we were saying about even just things like the smell of camp coffee in the morning. Mm. Mm. I do like that smell. <coughs> wood fires. Wood fires, coffee, bacon. I'm stuck on camp coffee. The oh sound of tent zippers. <laughs> oh, yeah. <laughs> and Every then the morning. coffee. <laughs> yeah. I can set the tent up in the other room here. Perfect. <laughs> it's not going to work. It's not going to work. Let's camp. I'm game. I'm ready to camp. Why does camp coffee taste so much better than any other coffee, though? It's because you didn't sleep the night before really well, and the thought of having caffeine is just... Well, no, I always sleep great. I get on that mattress yeah, and that one pillow and <laughs> gone. I don't always, I guess, but... That's well, you don't at home either. Yeah, I know. I'm <laughs> just... I don't sleep great. I'm a super light sleeper, right? So when we're camping, I wake up a lot, but... Camp coffee's awesome. We got an AeroPress. We love our AeroPress. Mm. Yeah, Where we did we get that? that? Outdoor Fundy. elements? Outdoor yeah, elements, Fundy. yeah. Right now, my yeah, super cool. We just have the regular percolator. I kind of like that thing. It's ancient, that thing. We've had that years. I know, but you get the water boiling and then you add your coffee and then. No, 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 no. You I, yes. get the water boiling and you add the coffee and then you perfect. make the bacon mm -hmm. and then you kind of open the zipper and waft it in at me <clears throat> and then I get up and eat the bacon and drink the coffee. Yeah, it's a really good plan. Kind of like getting in on that plan. <laughs> right? It's kind of like how you go in and wake up a grizzly bear. Yeah, sounds, just waft the the coffee and the bacon and just let it. Bear. 
There's actually guys on Instagram and YouTube that make literally videos of drinking coffee in the morning in different places with different views. Have you seen that guy? They're my soulmates. Yeah. Right? <laughs> <laughs> we kind of did that throughout New Brunswick last summer. We have a lot camping. of really corny pictures on Instagram of us like holding our coffee cups together. That's not corny. I love it. Yeah, me too. It's just us. Mm. Oh, good lord. <laughs> so let's talk about therapy and the outdoors and what does the outdoors do for you guys and everybody? Well, we was talking about how um, cycling for us is, well, even just on the trails, it's uh, it's because as women, we're focusing on one thing, right? Like when you're at home, you're... You're doing your day job, you're doing the laundry, you're sorting supper out, you're sorting homeschooling kids, you're cleaning, you're letting the dogs out for a pee, and then before you know it, you're going to bed and you're doing it all again the day after. Whereas when you're biking, your focus is just on the trail. You're what's in front of you. Is that a stone? Um, you know, and you're just making sure that, you know, you stay A, on the bike yeah, exactly. And, and make it to the bottom, right? So you, you're not focusing on all these other moving parts, just that one thing. And I find that is a really good... Oh, my watch says it's bedtime. That's fine. <laughs> <laughs> it's just a really good focus on one thing and, and release of everything else. Well, and we work in a very stressful kind of a job, being insurance people. It's, uh, it's very stressful. People don't realize how stressful it actually is, but... Uh, Going down the trail and hoping that you're going to actually make it to the bottom without crashing. That's a good way to tunnel vision. So it's a good way to forget what you got going on. So What does the outdoors and camping and stuff just mean to you? What, does it do anything for you? What's Oh, heavens yes. I live for that. I grew up camping. Mm. I mean, we were in a trailer and whatever. And we never really do a lot of outdoorsy stuff. Like we went places and we did stuff. But um, like I loved going camping with my mom and dad and my brother and brothers I should say and my nan and it was fun mm. um but tenting yeah you kind of opened my eyes to tenting <laughs> tenting <laughs> is camping tenting is camping well I mean we have like an old 1977 or 1974 it's like as old as me PMC yeah. trailer and I mean my mom used to slave <laughs> over the stove while we would go out and do stuff and my brother Chris and I would kind of go and find our entertainment in the campground, but like we never did outdoorsy stuff. Like we didn't go hiking and like we had our bikes, but they were just your normal kid bikes. So what does the hiking do for you? Oh, I love it. It just kind of... What do you love about it? I don't know. Everything? It's just kind of a... You can breathe. Fresh air. De-stress. It's fun. Get away from the noise of yes. life? Yes. Yes. Nobody's demanding anything from you. Yes. The you're, phone, the phone in, is not ringing. Yes. <clears throat> Emails are not going off. Sometimes my phone goes off, but it's nice. Nobody needs feeding. Nope. Nobody needs nope. Wi-Fi, and no one's complaining about Wi-Fi. No. no. So you guys share a similar, hmm? similar story on the outdoors and just yeah. mountain biking, camping, and all that in general. Yeah, it's fun. What about you, Darren? What does the outdoors <laughs> and mountain biking do for you, stud? Stud. Stud. Steady on the... Wow, you gave him the stud look. Yeah. <laughs> How you doing? <laughs> <laughs> kind of grew up outside, but also not, because it's vastly different. 
where I grew up than it is here. Mm. So, you know, even though I was out in the hills, my grandparents' farm, three, four miles, we were in town. Yeah. Three, four miles here, you're in a friggin' field. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> in the middle of nothing. Yeah, exactly. So, always enjoyed camping. Dad had this bloody trailer tent kind of thing that you towed behind the car. Yeah. Almost like the pop-up camper, but yep. it'd fold out, and then you had a huge friggin' awning. It was just like another house. And we used to drive four or five hours down to Cornwall and pitch and that, and I'd take my little uh, airframe tent with the two poles. Have you had them? Old yeah. Van Gogh tents. Oh, Camping yeah. my grandparents' meadow. Yeah. Fish in the stream. Did that being about 13 onwards, so I just... Enjoy. Outside was just life, right? There was no indoors. I didn't get that, being stuck indoors. It, seems it was just something... It was a place I, I never was. Indoors, I, I only yeah. went in to sleep or eat. It's so much different back then when we were young compared to the kids nowadays. It's just a totally oh God, different yeah. world. They got an Xbox. I had a Commodore 64. I'd sit there for 45 <laughs> minutes on a Sunday morning typing this friggin' basic programming and hit enter and it'd just go. It'd either make two bleeps or it'd go syntax error. I had absolutely nothing. <laughs> You're showing your edges now, guys. Yeah, showing my age. But yeah, for me, I grew up in the outdoors from the time I was little. I literally lived in the woods when I was little. We lived in the middle of nowhere and just... For me, I don't know. It's I don't know if it's therapy or what it is, or it's just for me. It's just the way life is. I guess I don't really know it any other way. I don't know. I've never had a job where I worked I've, in the town or the city. Or I found it was just if you, if you have that kind of upbringing and you're outdoors that much, like when I when I came around and joined the army, we went out and we did field craft. <laughs> oh shit! I was just living. Yeah, that's just that was easy, and all yeah. the other all like. Guys are mushing around with wet socks and gopping kit. Yeah. Oh, gopping. English translation. I just no idea. <laughs> Horrible. I just assume that gopping Horrible. is... Dirty, not, yeah. wet, muddy, gritty. The kind of stuff that grinds up your ass crack. Ooh. Almost starts a fire. Yeah. Swamp ass. Gopping. Swamp ass. <laughs> yeah. Yeah. So, you know, living the way we did when it comes to joining the army and doing the field craft weekends, it was just... Oh, it was camping for me. I loved it. Yeah. Found it easy. Yeah, I think a lot of people do it to get out of this. Do get out of the city and away from all that. Where I can't imagine folk. living in that kind of oh, I couldn't noise. I, I always say that to myself. I try to put a price tag on what it would cost for me to move to a big city and work in there and live right in the city, and I don't know if I could put a price on it. There is no, no. money, and I no totally, amount of money no, you could pay. I could totally see. Why getting out of the city, hitting the trails, mountain biking, hiking, and whatever, camping is just such a release and just a, I could see that, but I mean, we're a little different. We live in the country. I guess that's just life. It's lifestyle for for us, but it it's, is, just, it's, it's neat to see and hear all the different, just different perspectives from people. If you do that from an early age, you develop a very different skill set yeah. from other people. Yeah. Skill set that I took to Afghanistan in the middle of a 10-man compound in Helmand province. Managed to get one of the locals to bring in chickens and flour Jeez. and made chicken dinner. I Was that when you made chocolate cake? I made chocolate cake, chocolate yes. Cake, yes. Mess okay. tins and melt. Who yeah. sends Yorkie bars, chocolate bars, right? Yeah. Into a friggin' desert. I don't know. In a ration pack. They're literally liquid. They spend their whole lives liquid. Yeah, so I mean, all well, you do is just rip the corner off. We're going to eat it. Are we going to drink it? <laughs> 
or I just put it in a keg because I had 30 kilos of flour that I paid $5 for. Five bucks. Wow. Five bucks and a bunch of chickens. And we had the, the Hesco barriers that you build the uh, the walls with. Some of them, they're like a wire cage that you put the rocks in. And I kept them in that and fed them on the biscuits that they give us in the ration packs. Very cool. And, and that experience is also why we can't enjoy a can of beans together. Oh, yeah. Screw your beans. I'll eat peas. <laughs> beans on toast? Nope. You're welcome to it. Beans, when they've been sat on the pad in 50 degree heat for a week solid and you get them like the sauce in between congeals to like micro beans and it, it's almost like heating puke yeah. oh, i've so, never partaken in puke, <laughs> I, so I haven't eaten a bean <laughs> in 11 years really yep wow i've eaten a bean last week <laughs> my guts are all the better for it yeah i don't i don't i don't know we sat opposite you two and smelling your poop salad <laughs> As you've combined your You're welcome. farts and sent them over across the table to us. Chef shitty pants. Those are some mm-hmm. good burgers. Yeah, they yeah, were. The aftermath. Yeah. Yeah. So we talked about kind of the adrenaline that you get from trails. Mm. It can definitely give you adrenaline. I like the kind of trail where you get to the bottom and your knees are shaking. Yeah. Yeah. I must agree. Your arms hurt because you got pumped. Yeah. The trails that you kind of almost crash and avoid a real close one and your hands are shaking. You're like, oh, yeah, that was close. Don't want to do that again. That's my kind of trail. (laughs) Don't want to do that again, but I want to do it again. I found last year because of the um, going to John the Cairo and he said about having to switch your legs Mm -hmm. so that you're switching your dominant one. I found that the the adrenaline and the the uh, when I got to the bottom was so much worse when I was the opposite way around because yeah. I didn't feel as in control. I started doing that when Nikki told me about it and how she was having troubles because yeah. she's always riding the same way. I just started going switch foot on the easier parts. Yeah. Then when it gets aggressive, I go back to my yeah. regular. I found it definitely made a difference. I tried riding sugar daddy switch, and I almost died. And you wouldn't think that something like that would make such a big deal. Oh, it does. On, you know, which foot you have. I'm a left foot leader. Are you? Yeah, I can't ride. I can't ride left, uh, right foot first. Yeah, I'm a left foot, left foot forward as well, and I snowboard that way too. They call that regular. I'm trying to think. Lori's trying to figure I'm it out. I'm trying now. to think, what way do I ride? But Probably I, left. I think I have my left foot forward. Yeah. Pretty sure I do. Yeah. I, I got to the point where now I can ride the easy sections right foot forward That's what and I not mean. feel like I'm going to die. Um, but no, any any kind of jumps, berms, anything, I'm riding left foot forward. I think the transition from snowboarding where I can ride switch on my snowboard with my right foot forward or left has definitely helped. It doesn't feel as foreign to me. Mm-hmm. But you've probably spent an entire lifetime with your left foot forward. <laughs> yeah, I, and that's it, yeah. Tell you something I did do this weekend. I changed my brakes. Oh, really? Yes. Yeah. On what? On my Trek. Did so you, I always well, have my brakes. So you put a set of TRPs on your DH bike, was it? Yeah, I got, so I got TRPs on them. So I always, when I got the Trek, the brakes were back oh, to the front. Oh, you switched them like. I switched them. To the Canadian, yeah. North American style. Yeah. Oh. So forever I've ridden like British. Front brake on the yeah. right, rear on the left. Yeah. Well, you know. It might be time to just let that go and 
give it a try the other so way. does that mean you're going to go over your handlebars likely <laughs> yeah yeah it, this season will be a good season to have a camera keep the gopro and i will put one on and i will follow you yeah yeah uh, and we've combined insurance it'll for make the awesome too. footage of that stumpy 29 rolling right over your carcass <laughs> <laughs> we'll see how that goes just yeah. a speed bump in the trail literally so that'll be exciting if Kyle comes up to New Brunswick. Yeah, it will be. We'll have to look him up. Or have if we can go to Nova Scotia. him around. Well, if we can go to Nova Scotia, maybe he can give us a guided tour of McIntosh Run. Yeah, absolutely. If they ever open the border. And some of the other trails, like Brunello. I didn't even know they had trails there. Yeah. That was cool. Rip around the pump track. I'm just so excited to ride. It's ridiculous. Me too. I, I think because it's been... Such a crappy snow winter for us here this oh. year. We got the fat bikes, but it just isn't the same, I don't think. It's you know, they're nice to ride. Um but you know when the days are like minus twenty, you don't want to be out on them things. No, that's that's grim. That's crisp. You have to have like such thick minus gloves. four, minus five. A little bit of wind, yeah, it's fine. Well that's the thing on a cold day, like what do you even wear in your hands? You must have to have huge gloves. I just on. have a pair of cheap uh, wool work gloves with a you know with a grip things yeah. on keeps me just fine. But if it's minus twenty, wouldn't you? You probably freeze. Minus it? twenty, my ass is staying in the house. Yeah, that's what I figured. That's what I figured. It's a good place to be. But then the trails struggle too, right? Because yeah. you're you're going from so because we've had such fluctuating temperatures, they're going from perfect for like five minutes and absolutely freeze your tits off to. Okay, now it's plus four and they're really sloppy mm. to people walk on them and then they freeze again and then now you've got ruts so you feel like you're going over speed bumps and your boobs don't like too much of that. <laughs> and then you're back to the beginning all this snow, right? So there's yeah. no... Like with trails, clean trails, they're just trails. Whereas when when you're fat biking, I just... I, there's, there's too much... It is definitely a different dynamic. Yeah. We should uh, we should have a weekend at Mactaquack there and... Yeah. Because there are rent bikes there. And the, the trails are decent, you know. I would like room. to try Whitetail. Like go to Fundy and rent a fat bike there and hit something downhillish. Mm-hmm. Yeah. There'd be less I snow agree. there, too, I would think, on the coast. Mm-hmm. Should be. Yeah, I don't yeah. think they've got anyone near as much as no. what we've got right now. No. I just want to go pitch the tent. Mm. I want to do our... Really? Right yes. now? No. Well, well, I I would try winter we've camping. Talked about I, I'm yeah. open for win, winter camping. I would camping. try winter yeah, camping. Totally. Yeah. I totally would. I think we're going to actually. We talked about doing it on the Have Becca fun, y'all. At the Becca Gwemek. Mm. Yeah, I know. No. How that works out fine. for you. Where's your sense of adventure? I have a sense of adventure in summer. <laughs> <laughs> where, does it, where does it go in the wintertime? Um, to my bed, under my blankets, mm. and stays warm. Well, we're going to be warm. How? In, 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 uh. Our bedroom's like literally minus three. <laughs> well, I mean, think <laughs> Yeah, you can see your breath when you go in our <gasps> room at night. Seriously. I do like a cold bedroom. Yeah, oh, you do sleep good. much better. Oh, I sleep I get in I get in our bed and I'm just like a little toddler. I just squeal with delight because if he goes to bed before me or sometimes he'll go in and make up the bed and he'll turn my heating pad on have it. So it's, <laughs> I get in my bed and I get so excited. <laughs> yeah. But you the won't have things. a heating pad in minus. Brrr. Yeah, no. She will have a heating you will. furnace. I am, a, I am the heating pad. Yeah, he's he is my heating pad. He's my heating pad as well, but I don't know how I feel about that. Yeah, oh, fun. we'll be fine. Well, in summer, I mean, hey, we're only, what, three weeks from spring? 
<gasps> yeah. Yeah. And time changes uh-huh. in two weeks and the days get a little bit longer again. And before we know it, summer is going to be here and yeah. we'll be going to Fundy and mm. Sugarloaf and cannot wait we would be do, we would be doing more winter camping but we're just not quite set up for it we don't have everything yet. we need as of yet nope but i need one of those things that wish keeps telling me on facebook the what it's dildo like, pants <laughs> <laughs> yeah so um apparently wish listens to me a lot um no it is like an all-in-one from the very top oh my god you two did you just fart together no, it wasn't me. You both leaned as I'm if he was fine. Nobody fired. What are you even talking about? It's all in your head. You're, um, ruin, you're ruining the podcast. <laughs> it's like it goes over your head. The dildo it, pants? No! I think she's talking about the a all in one. Oh, My, all in one. Did it have a zipper one. on I'm the mouth? I'm not talking to you two. <laughs> <laughs> I'm not your friends. No. <laughs> you're awful to me. We're going to use a, our feather duvet down stuff to keep warm oh yeah we have one of them can we take our yeah. camp rocking chairs <gasps> in the winter cool. uh, yeah, if you want to lug them in <laughs> yeah you're probably right we can't drive to suck. the campsite unless you want to pitch the tent those were the literally area. the best camp purchase yeah, they were great purses yes camping folding collapsible rocking chairs now that our kids are grown and don't usually come with us anymore, we have room. But. So basically, now you can have nice things and they're not going to get broken. <laughs> Let's get this right. Yeah. Now they have their own cars so they can bring their own stuff yeah. when they want to come. Oh, the difference between not having two extra people. like We have literally got the car loaded in the roof box. It's full of it's luxury camping items. Except not a great big motorhome. So glamping. No, we're still we're still <laughs> in tent sleeping on the ground. I'm, you know what? Call it glamping. Call it glamping. I want to pee in a toilet. I want to be warm. I want my little carpet as I go into my tent <laughs> to keep my tutsis warm. And I want a proper thing that I can cook proper food on, rather than eating out of a can. So I'm gonna call it glamping if that's what it is. Everyone's got their own kind of camping. That's glamping, but what is it when you're driving one of the great big mega motorhomes or campers? Is that even camping? That's just living. That's just another home from home. Yeah, I think, that's isn't just it? a portable home, is it not? Yeah, like I don't, uh, and and you know, no disrespect to those that do, but I I I don't understand. No, the... we love them like we love roadies. <laughs> <laughs> I don't understand. Okay, I'm going to spend sixty thousand dollars on this beautiful like. And that's a cheap one. Oh yeah, yeah. like I'm, yeah. I'm being Not polite, cheap. but like sixty thousand dollars on this home thing that I'm going to drag behind my truck that's probably cost as much, and then I'm going to go two kilometers down the road from my house. I'm going to put it in the same place all summer. I'm going to live in my house during the week. I'm going to take my house to my other house at weekend, and then live in my other house. And this is all I like. I, I mean, kudos to those guys, but. I want to see places and experience different things, and yeah, you know, sleep on the dirt. <laughs> yeah, there's, there's lots and to drink be said for sleeping coffee. in the dirt. Yeah. and drink camp coffee and all mm. these different places because it tastes a little different wherever you go and whatever. Waking up when the sun starts to shine in your tent. Mm-hmm. Mm. 
See, I don't wake up. Like the I sun, know, the sun don't. could be burning down on the side of my face. Yeah, and... I've noticed that. Tents a luxury. I'm I happy like just with a. I noticed the trend. I noticed it was first. It was my father it would slide out of bed, and he'd get the fire going. And then it would be me shortly after, and then Darren would roll around, and then Lori would roll around. <laughs> All the kids would roll around, and then <laughs> Grumpy Pants would roll around. <laughs> It was fine. Everyone just kind of stops and watches like there's a bear rolling into yeah. camp. See what's going on. I'm not yeah. that bad. No, you're not, you're not that bad. But we love it. But I mean, you've, you've just slept 12 hours. <laughs> <laughs> we love I it like when your dad camps with us because he always has the fire going and oh, he's always he got the teapot on. Up at the crack of crow's piss. Yeah. <laughs> up at the crack of crow's piss? What the heck is that? It's very early in the morning. You've never seen it. <laughs> Girl's mm-hmm. piss. <laughs> yeah. I have never heard that. And you say that us English people have some weird like things that we say. Yes, you do. Up at the crack of girls' piss. That's yeah. good. I'm gonna I'm gonna have to remember yeah. that one. Yeah. It's just really early in the morning. I've never been up that early. Only to take a pee and go back to bed. Oh god, that's the only thing. The only thing about camping. She we. Oh, <clears throat> no, we just get you some uh, Lady Depends. <laughs> just go where you're at. Yeah. <laughs> Grown up pampers. <laughs> okay, stop staring at me. I will try my my Shiwi out before the next so episode. So we will have a report. Yes. Write it down for the next I podcast. I will have it. So anyone that follows us and one. listens to us, you need to guilt trip Laurie. <laughs> Because obviously the four of us guilt, uh, three of us guilt tripping her, because obviously Becky working. can't count, um, is not working, and she still has not tried said she we. So. So coming up in episode four, Laurie's got wet knees. <laughs> <laughs> Did she manage to write her name in the snow? Yeah. Mm. We shall see. We shall see. I'll just go out to the. You don't want to go out blind. Like if you if you need that and you've not practiced it, you're going to get that. I do everything. Go. I just go out blind. I always do. I'm like the queen of procrastination. Mm. The queen of it. I work best under pressure. (laughs) 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 Not really, but right. Yes. No, that's that's the one thing about like I don't know. The older I get, I have to pee in the middle of the night. I'm starting to cut myself off at a certain time. Do you know why? Because everybody tells you you drink so damn much water. Right? Laurie and I were talking about that today. I know people that drink like eight of these a day. Eight. What? Yes. I'd just be permanently upstairs. I'd have to run a hose to the toilet. (laughs) Just catheterize yourself. Yeah, pretty much. You're right. I think I would. Eight of those? Some people do. Yeah, How many? How many? That's a liter. This is one liter. I know people that drink eight liters a day. That's in this climate. That's not even that's in Afghanistan. I was drinking 12, 14 I liters a day, if, but yeah, it's fifty-four degrees. I hiked, yeah. I actually hiked Mount Katahdin once with Kevin and Nikki, and I drank like over eight liters. It but was but nuts. if you're that active, you're well, yeah, you're actively was, using the water, it was right? Thirty-four degrees that day. Yeah, oh, so me. you're using it. I'm not yeah. using eight liters of water right now, and I trust me when I say. 17 liters comes out. Well, we'll stop putting it I don't the understand top. it. They say it's so beneficial and they say, oh, you feel great. I, say, I feel like I'm in a constant state of having to piss. <laughs> and that does not feel good. It's like, oh, it feels like you're no shit because you're completely waterlogged. It feels like your skin. Yeah. Your face looks full because you got 10 pounds of water in you. <laughs> 
or you're in you're camping it's really cold like when we was at oh my gosh when we was at mont saint anne oh so that was cold it was cold we're in the tent with three, four, five, I don't know how many teenagers we had with us at the time, but we had all these teenagers with us and the bathroom was literally the other side. So there's no way I was going all that way. And everyone stayed up till like four o'clock in the morning. Cussing, it was it's oh. like party town. Oh yeah. Oh, yeah. <laughs> it was cold as anymore. shit. No. So. No. It was good though. And then you, you, you wait, your body wakes you up at like five o'clock, say, saying it needs to pee. So you tell it to shut up and you turn over and go to sleep. And then you have pee dreams mm-hmm. for and the next two hours. And then you get pain in your stomach. It's like, okay, I got to go. You got to go. So yeah, You get can... a piss boner and roll over and pop your head out. <laughs> <laughs> sleep in a water bed and think you pissed your pee. <laughs> yeah. On so that they, note. They can, take their, <laughs> they can take their eight liters of water a day and run with it. I can't do it. It doesn't feel good. I don't like it. No, I personal like, opinion. So it's 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 a little after nine, so I can't drink anything else, or I'll be up peeing in the night. Yeah. Mhm. Steady on that, Doris. <laughs> I know. <laughs> All right, guys, what do you think? Yeah, we should probably like put the snacks away because you know the snacks away, dump the water out, get the hay. Hit the hay. <laughs> it's wow. 9.39. Ass <laughs> crack of a crow's balls, whatever that saying was, and crack hit the hay. Crack of crow's piss. Oh, <laughs> nothing to do crack with it. Crack of an ass crow's balls. <laughs> <laughs> I don't even think crows have balls. On that note, I think we should wrap yeah. it up. I say we wrap it up. <laughs> Any ornithologists out there, you can weigh in on the next episode. Yeah, thanks for joining us on Who Crows Have Balls? The Mountain Bike Connection. Yeah.